0: continues now for more vaccinations good evening everyone thanks for joining us i'm kathy
1: bar and i'm robert kivostek mc boys kim tobin is live for us in sherman oaks where restaurant and business owners are happy to welcome customers back kim
2: hey there
3: robert and kathy good evening to you you can definitely say that again we're on along ventura boulevard here we can see a lot of restaurants have opened up, made that space on their patio. You can see right behind me here, looks like we have patio open, even maybe some tables kind of put out on the sidewalk here so that people can have that chance to do some of that outdoor dining on this first Saturday since they've been allowed to open back up. And talking to a lot of those business owners, talking to some of these customers, they're really hopeful that this is the end of the closures. The last two months have been tough for restaurants. After COVID lockdowns and closures, this is the first full weekend that outdoor dining is back up and running. At Garden Cafe in Sherman Oaks, customers sat down for brunch and mimosas, and the owner, Saeed Nazad, said he is thankful to welcome everyone back.
4: I tried to take all the measures that we have to do for the health department, and all my stuff, being so trained for that. And I'm so happy back to the business, to be honest. <laughs>
3: After the announcement he scrambled to get his restaurant ready and his family members are helping out to make it possible customers like karen and anthony doris were ready to get back to eating outdoors
4: the restaurants that we felt like were
3: were ready and like back in the room we were like yeah let's let's do it so we were excited and they say it's their chance to stand by restaurants that are trying to make up for the lost time it's good
4: to you know support local businesses as well we we're talking that you know it can be easy with such short notice to Get your staff back together and get people back out you know maybe other people found jobs or whatever so it's, it's great to be here and support
3: salons are also rejoicing after they were granted permission to open up inside at 25 percent capacity owner of trim a salon in studio city danny lynn says she also made adjustments so everyone feels comfortable i've even set up outside because i have some clients that are a little nervous and i just want to accommodate everyone and she's hopeful that this is the beginning of the end as they want to get back to business all while taking proper precautions so i feel like we're going to start to get busier i feel like it's going to start to get safer people are getting vaccinated so i think we'll be up and running to 100 percent really soon and it just gives me hope i think it's going to be good it's going to be a really good year some optimism there from a lot of those business owners. And you can see it here tonight, they've had to make a lot of those accommodations. Right behind me, you can see it is chilly out. Now that the sun has gone down, we feel like it's cold. So they do have those heaters they brought out. They have some canopies also set up because we had those rainstorms. So a lot of adjustments that they've had to make over this time as they've kind of gone back and forth on this roller coaster of opening, closing, and then opening back up again. But again, they're hopeful that this is going to stay this way for this time. All right, reporting from Sherman Oaks, I'm Kim Tobin, NBC4 News. Okay, thank you so much, Kim. Right now we want to give you a live look from
0: Downtown Disney in Anaheim where people are taking advantage of the loosened COVID restrictions. Gil Davis is over the scene right now in news chopper four, Bravo. Gil, what are you seeing?
2: Well, Kathy and Robert, you're looking at downtown Disney. The outdoor dining is back, and so are the lines. Let me come out to a white shot. To show you this is one of the parking lots in downtown disney the string of people in the parking lot stretches all the way back to the uh, parking area where they all park now let me come over to downtown disney itself and you can see the people streaming in the restaurants and shops are open and very busy right now as i push in you see all the activity down here outdoor dining in those uh, tables that are outside the restaurants are happening at the food court as well so a lot of people, a lot of activity here in downtown Disney. That's the latest in New start before Bravo. I'll send it back to you in the studio. And Gil,
1: the crowds that we're watching right there come as California surpasses 40,000 COVID deaths from COVID-19, the virus claiming 10,000 lives in just the last 20 days. Today, L.A. County reported 6,900 new cases and 316 deaths. The county also confirmed its second case of the highly contagious UK variant, plus four additional cases of the multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children associated with COVID. Orange County had 12,000 new cases today with 43 deaths. The good news, hospitalizations are dropping. Dodger Stadium's massive vaccine site is back open after protesters tried to interrupt operations and put that vaccination center on pause. The group came carrying anti-vaccine signs and stood right in front of the entrance to that drive-through vaccine clinic. Police escorted them off of the property and made sure the entrance was clear for everyone waiting to get their shots.
0: And as more people here in Southern California look to get vaccinated, today the city of Riverside opened its first public vaccination clinic. The site opened just outside of the Riverside Convention Center. The goal here is to vaccinate at least 500 people each day. Those who are eligible to get the vaccine right now must make an appointment and we have the information on how to do that at NDCLA.com and the NDCLA app. Just search vaccine
1: appointment. Face masks will soon be required on public transportation nationwide. All trains, planes, boats, and buses will require you to wear a face covering. Keep in mind this is already a requirement here in L.A. County has been detected now in a second state, suggesting these easier spreading forms of the virus are taking hold here in the United States. As NBC's Chris Pallone reports tonight, it's putting increased pressure on the government to get people vaccinated faster. Biden administration recently announced the purchase of an additional 200 million doses of vaccine, and now a third version from Johnson & Johnson might be available in the U.S. in just a few weeks. In clinical trials, it appears somewhat less effective than the vaccines already on the market, but it requires just one shot and no special refrigeration. And no one who got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine died or had to be hospitalized. Irrespective of the variant, we have 100% efficacy against going to the hospital, 100% efficacy against death. And so this is a big result. As COVID spreads around the world, the virus is changing. And when it becomes advantageous to the virus... It becomes less advantageous to us and more dangerous to us. A variant from South Africa has now been found in Maryland after two cases were discovered in South Carolina earlier this week. Another strain originating in the United Kingdom has been found in more than half the states. These new variants appear to be easier for people to catch, but it's unclear whether they're more deadly. Chris Pallone, NBC News. Well, the storms
0: we had this past week caused a change of plans for some drivers today. People on their way up to Big Bear came across this in Azusa, a road closure on Highway 39. Crews are cleaning up a mudslide triggered by yesterday's rain. Drivers turned around when they saw the road was closed, but some let their kids out to play in the snow for a minute just as they were traveling there, making a few little snowmen like that. No, come off, right here Highway 39 expected to be closed for the rest of the day and possibly tomorrow as well and this shows you just how dangerous those rock and mudslides can be. this large boulder slammed through the windshield of a van near Malibu. It happened yesterday on Canaan Road. The CHP posted these photos from the incident just to illustrate the dangers of driving in these fly- prone canyon roads. The driver here was not seriously hurt. And if thought it would be a good time to go up to Mount Baldy, well, you're not the only one. Look at this. Our crews caught a steady stream of cars on the way up there. Now, the wait time is expected to be longer than two hours, so remember, too, no cell phone service in that area. If you do head up, the resort says to bring chains and a full tank of gas. And with a fresh coat of snow in the mountains, people are hitting the slopes. This is a live look from Big Bear. Meteorologist David Bigger has your first alert forecast with our live radar network. David.
2: Hey, Kathy, it's just a really nice day across the region. For today, we had a lot in the way of sunshine. Temperatures were a little bit warmer out there, but still on the cool side of average. 61 degrees around Ontario, 63 degrees in Riverside. 64 degrees in downtown LA today. We got the 63 in Van Nuys and 37 degrees earlier today around Big Bear as the high temperature. Here's what we're looking at though as we go through the next couple of hours. We'll look over the San Fernando Valley, at least portions of it. We have clear skies overhead right now. We'll actually start the day tomorrow with plenty in the way of sunshine in some spots. We'll see increase in clouds throughout the day, so expect a pretty cloudy end of the day. Monday will be cloudy but it will be dry across the region and as we head toward Wednesday it looks like we have another chance of rain coming into the region and we sure need it because even though we have plenty of rainfall from the last system we are still well below average for this time of year so this is the rain season so far we've had just over 4 inches of rainfall average is just over 7 inches of rain in fact if you go back and look at last season at this time last year we had just over 7 inches of rainfall so we were pretty close to average last year we're only about half Right now, we'll hope to add that by midweek, and I'll show you when coming up in just a couple of minutes. Back to you. David, thank you. Developing now out
1: of Inglewood, we're
2: trying to learn more about a
1: shooting investigation now underway there. It happened at Hyde in North La Brea just after this car crashed. We are also hearing that an officer did fire a weapon during this incident. Now, we've reached out to police for a response, but have not yet heard back. A possible porting situation may have led to one person dying during a house fire at this home in Harbor City today. It started early this morning on Southwestern Avenue. Firefighters had to push through mounds of items as they tried to put this fire out. The cause of the blaze right now under investigation.
0: Taking a stand against Target, today a family is fighting for answers and accountability after their son and his friends were detained for a crime they did not commit. While the three teens were shopping for snacks, someone else was shoplifting. Moments later, Target employees accused the teens of acting as a decoy and called sheriff's deputies out to detain them. Well, Target issued an apology, but the mother of one of those teens says it's not a substitute for the justice her son deserves. It was not okay
4: for the Target staff to decide, because they were young black men, that they were associated with criminals. Why do we have to keep having this character litmus test to say that we deserve to be
0: treated like everybody else? The family's attorney is asking for a formal sit down with the deputies involved at the Lost Hills Sheriff Station.
1: Just ahead, as the government pushes for more people to get the COVID vaccine, find out why some say Uncle Sam needs to do more to compensate those who suffer potential side effects.
0: on the
1: for renters' rights, people taking to the streets of Southern California, demanding rent forgiveness during the pandemic, but NBC4 is looking at how landlords are getting some much-needed help as well. ...to
4: house people for free, but they haven't been any help until then. Tammy Mason owns a home in South L.A., and she rents it out below market value. Keeping rents affordable and being able to retain a long-term tenant is important. They have great benefits to cause serious illness. The last March, when the pandemic hit, Tammy's tenants stopped paying rent, and by law, she couldn't ask any questions. There's no further language, no further explanation. Obviously, we're not allowed to ask. There are no firm numbers for how much rent has gone it's unpaid easy. during the pandemic, but some estimate it's as much as $5.5 billion in California alone, and while unemployed individuals. Small businesses and corporations have all received government help. Small landlords have gotten nothing. They're requiring us to assist with this housing crisis and carry the financial burden by allowing individuals to live in your properties for free without consequence. And you're giving them a loan with no interest, no penalties, and it's most likely not going to be paid back. But after 10 months, the help is on the way for many landlords. The federal government just forked over $2.6 billion to California, earmarked to help landlords. The goal is to pay those who qualify up to 80% of unpaid back rent.
2: We're certainly going to hold, you know, the state agency's feet to the fire to make sure that we get as much money in the hands of landlords as we can.
4: But the money comes too late for some. Tammy's tenant hasn't paid rent in 11 months. She can no longer afford the home. No choice but to sell. We're making a very difficult choice uh, right now. Landlords, along with their tenants, do need to apply for the money. And to find the information on how to do that, you can go to our website at NBCLA.com.
1: In Chino Hills, I'm Randy Mack for NBC4 News. Flames and smoke rose above a New Jersey boardwalk amusement park this morning. Dark smoke could be seen swirling around the roller coaster at Playlands Castaway Cove in
2: a major, a major fire. Fire
1: officials saying no one was hurt to the cause of this fire right now under investigation. We are learning more
0: about an LAPD officer who died from COVID-19 yesterday. Today, the department tweeted this photo of Sergeant Patricia Guillen. She was a 23-year veteran of the department who was most recently assigned to the 77th Division in South L.A., is the seventh LAPD member to die from
1: COVID-19. City of Upland taking extra steps to protect its community. Volunteers spent the day handing out PPE packages. Each box was filled with masks, hand sanitizer and other essentials to stay safe. City officials say the PPE drive through is an important part of slowing the spread of COVID-19. Anybody that needed to have
3: any personal protective items that we wanted to
1: The city says it is also actively working to provide pandemic safety essentials for seniors at the Gibson Senior Center. Well, you can
0: once again get up close and personal with sharks, stingrays, and penguins in Long Beach. The Aquarium of the Pacific has reopened. Starting today, the aquarium is offering guests access to several outdoor exhibits, including the shark lagoon, seals and sea lions habitat, and the moon jelly touch lab.
4: The collection uh, is always Enriched with our staff, but it's great to have the guests on the other side of the window, on the other side of the glass, saying hello. Because they
0: only have outdoor exhibits open, the aquarium is offering discounted admission. You must make a reservation before coming by. They're open from 9 a.m. until 8 p.m. And the countdown to the Super Bowl is on, but the fan experience is going to be much different this year, obviously, because of COVID. The NFL opened its interactive, family-friendly event today in downtown Tampa. It's a celebration of the game of football, not just the matchup between the Buccaneers and the Chiefs, but only 22,000 fans were able to take part in the festival because of health restrictions. The Bucs and the Chiefs face off in Super Bowl 55
1: one week from tomorrow. And Kathy, here's another countdown Saturday Night Live returns tonight for the first and new show of the new year. John Krasinski, who's probably best known as Jim on The Office, will be your host tonight. The musical guest is rapper, rocker, Machine Gun Kelly. You can catch the show live tonight at 8.30 right here on NBC4. It'll be a good
0: show. Looking live right now in downtown LA from News Chopper 4 Bravo. Meteorologist David Bigger tracking your first alert forecast. And he joins us as we look at this beautiful view as Gil Lavis pulls out there in News Chopper 4. Love it. David? Yeah, right now, Kathy, we just have such great air quality
2: across the region, all thanks to the rain over the past couple of days. We had a lot of sunshine for today, and tomorrow we'll have some sunshine as we start the day. But so expect clouds to increase throughout the rest of the day. The good news, though, is if you don't like the rainfall, is that it will be dry for tomorrow and dry for Monday as well. And so the First our Radar Network will get a little bit of a break over the next two days after a long week of work. Well, let's show you what we are expecting to know with Futurecast. We're going to start right around 7 o'clock in the morning. You can see what I'm talking about, the clear skies to start off the day. But as we go through the day, expect clouds to start to increase from the southwest. So here's what it looks like by the time we get to about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Almost mostly cloudy skies across the region. And this will continue into monday as well so as we advance cast here from four o'clock tomorrow into monday you'll notice the clouds really sticking around all night long six o'clock in the morning waking up with low or plenty of mid-level and high clouds across the region not necessarily low clouds and then as we go through the day on monday you'll see the clouds just kind of stick around we may get a little bit of a thinning of the cloud cover as we into the evening hours and in fact we may actually overnight monday into tuesday get a little bit of a break in the clouds but they'll stick around for the most part heading into tuesday You did see a little tiny green spot pop up off the coastline here as we went into Tuesday morning. And that's just because we have a lot of moisture coming into the region as we get ready for our next weather system. I think Tuesday should stay dry, though, even though futurecast suggested that moisture coming in. So we'll be watching for an increase of clouds on Tuesday, but our next chance of rain will really be on Wednesday. So let's take you through tomorrow. For tomorrow, we're expecting a sunny start today and a cloudy finish. Expect 50s and low 60s for the high desert and 40s for the area. It So 47 degrees in Big Bear, 48 degrees in Wrightwood. Warmer for tomorrow across the lower elevations and a little shade of an offshore breeze. Not really enough to be noticeable, but enough to just slightly impact temperatures. You can see this if you look around Moreno Valley, Hammett, and San Bernardino, all the upper 60s. But as you get toward Corona, as we typically see with their offshore pattern, it gets a little bit warmer. So around 70 degrees in Corona, 69 degrees in Lake Elsinore, 69 degrees in Riverside. Inland Orange County, upper 60s, low 70s, so 70 degrees around Santa Ana, 69 degrees in Irvine. Mid 60s expected along the Orange County coastline. The Ventura County coastal area is also running in the mid 60s, but you work your way inland, you'll find some upper 60s and low 70s like around Camarillo and Santa Paula. 67 degrees around Simi Valley, 69 in Northridge. A sunny start with clouds expected by the afternoon and evening hours. Same for the basin in the San Gabriel Valley, increasing clouds throughout the day. Upper 60s and low 70s, so warmer than today but it's only going to be a brief little amount of warming because we will be cooling down with the approach to the next weather system. So your seven-day forecast, the basin on top, the coastline on the bottom, shows that we'll be in the mid to upper 60s for the next two days. But again, expect Monday to be a very cloudy day across the region. And there will be in and out of clouds on Tuesday, with our next chance of rain arriving on Wednesday, keeping our eyes on another weather system possible by the end of the week. The valleys are on top here, inland empires on the bottom, upper 60s for the next two days, a big increase in the cloud cover tomorrow into Monday. Tuesday will be in and out of clouds, and then for Wednesday, we have some light rain showers expected across the region. Here's a low cycle with the high desert on top, the low desert on the bottom. Just a chance of rain for Wednesday, but for the next couple of days, expect an increase of cloud cover. So Monday will be mostly cloudy for the high desert, where temperatures only reach in the low 60s. And finally, the area mountains will see temperatures in the mid to upper 40s for the next couple of days. Expect an increase of cloud cover. So Friday day, but it looks dry for Monday and Tuesday before we get the snow moving in as we get into Wednesday. I'll show you what the extended forecast with that Wednesday system looks like in just a little bit, but right now, I'll send it back to you.
0: You got it. Thank you, David. And right now, we do want to clarify some coronavirus information. We said at the top of our newscast, there were 12,000 new cases in Orange County. We misspoke. There are 1,200 new cases. Yeah. And the two dreaded words none of us want to hear, Reason. Why, you may be in for a harsh surprise when it comes to your tax refund this
1: year. Well, electric bike crackdown in the Southern California city that's planning to hand out more than fines for e-bike violations.
2: All the new cases that come in. It's called SERVA, shoulder injury related to vaccine administration, an excruciating injury that happens when a shot is given too high on the arm. Attorneys who specialize in those cases say the new rule will actually have the opposite effect and make that glut of cases even harder to prove, making the years-long backlog in the program even worse. The last thing that we need to be doing right now is changing
4: the program to take away individuals' rights to receive compensation should something go wrong. I think we need to be looking at policies that ensure public trust, that make folks feel comfortable with the
2: process, and that encourages widespread vaccination, as opposed to what this rule will do. Another part of the new rule gives HHS the authority to stop new vaccines from automatically being part of the compensation program, which could have huge implications for the COVID vaccine once it's eligible for this program. Right now, claims are being handled by a lesser-used countermeasures program that doesn't pay out nearly as much or as often. Jody
1: Fleischer reporting there. The proposal was initially slated to take effect by the end of next month, but a spokesperson for the HHS says the new administration now plans to review the change before that happens.
0: A messianic rabbi from Florida has been arrested in connection with a riot at the U.S. Capitol. Rabbi Michael Stepakov now faces three federal misdemeanors. Prosecutors say he was captured on camera walking through the Capitol building on January 6th but his attorney says he was just following the crowd. If convicted, the rabbi couldn't be sentenced to more than two years in prison. Rod Stewart has reached a plea deal for a
1: physical confrontation with a hotel security guard. The rock star and her son are accused of shoving and punching the security guard as he tried to safeguard a New Year's party in Florida. Stewart and his son were both charged with misdemeanor battery. The terms of the plea deal not yet released. We have incredible new video showing the power of the sea, a
0: cargo ship split in two by massive waves. It happened in the Black Sea off the coast of Turkey. Crew members can be heard making a mayday call as a wave snapped at the keel of the ship. The impact so strong it caused the ship to sink, leaving three sailors dead. A search team rescued several other members who were stranded.
1: See. A Santa Clara County Sheriff's Deputy claims someone shot at him, but his story didn't add up. And Tonight, he's facing charges. This is Deputy Sudeep Gill. He claims he was on the side of the road in Morgan Hill last year when someone started shooting from a sedan and then drove off. According to the deputy, the bullet hit his body camera, and he fired two shots back. The DA says there is evidence that contradicts Deputy Gill's story. He was arrested yesterday and could go to prison if he's convicted.
0: Well, we have new details about that Orange County man who reportedly lived inside a Chicago airport for three months. New court documents reveal the man used an O'Hare Airport ID badge that he found and keys to the restrooms. Chicago police say the 36-year-old man told them that he was scared to go back to California because of the coronavirus. The man is facing one felony charge of criminal trespassing.
1: Pumping the brakes on human trafficking in Orange County. It was a unique event today, not only emphasizing girl power, but horsepower. <laughs> Take a look at what we're talking about here. Fifty exotic cars, everything from Porsches to Lamborghinis to Ferraris in Costa Mesa this morning. All of these cars will make their way across the county and behind the wheel of each one, a woman. The event was organized to not only turn heads, but to raise awareness that human trafficking happens Everywhere.
3: It's going to be female driving kind of in, in unison, in corporate, to around the
0: OC, and um, just to try to help bring more awareness and keep the conversation going about
1: human trafficking. The event was held today in the last weekend of January as part of National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month.
0: A little steam with a good scream, the new hotline is giving you a safe place to vent
1: during the pandemic. Plus, we'll show you how a new type of wheelchair is allowing people with disabilities to enjoy the great outdoors in a whole new way.
2: And it's dry right now on the first Air Radar Network. And it should be dry for a few days, but we have another chance of rain in the forecast. I'll show you when, coming up. I'm coming to know that NBC4's news conference program is preempted Sunday morning, but at 7.40 in News Conference Extra. We will talk with Congressman Jimmy Gomez, Democrat of Los Angeles, who introduced a resolution to expel Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene because he says she's a threat, a physical threat to members of Congress. That's at 7:40 Sunday morning. Let's see that.